With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom. Simply visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate to make a difference today. I've decided to chat with some of the other hosts of shows here at RCR on our breakfast program. So, well, I am more informed and you know what's going on with the other programs that we have, because it's not just this one. There are other ones. And uh, I'm joined by Marie Busky and Marty Gibson, who join me quite often on our political panel. Um, but, of course, uh, Counterculture is Marie's show, and Marty's in there too with Media Matters. So, folks, welcome in this morning. Thanks for popping in. Oh, it's so good to be here, Paul. Oh, yeah, thanks, Paul. And, um, yeah, we've had a few interesting moments with our political chats, haven't we? Oh, we have, but you know what? It's what um, Marty and I were talking about it the other day. You know, it just it, these conversations have to be had, and sometimes they can get a little bit crunchy. But well, you yes, know what? Is especially it, hey, when yeah. there's that built-up pressure. Yeah, you know, you got to release the pressure. It's like opening a bottle of cider or something. You know, sometimes there's a bit of fizz coming out. Yeah, yeah. you got to yeah. open it before you can actually, you know. Yeah, and it's and it's good that we yeah. have this space that we're actually able to have those conversations. So, well, the, the thing. The thing that, um, I mean, I knew this anyway, but uh, the most recent one that a uh, few people were interested in commenting on, um, one thing that um, that hit me is that you've got to listen. You actually mm. have to listen. And you can look like you're listening and sound like you're listening, but actually you just need to to really listen. And And if you don't really listen, you'll get that talking across each other. That actually generates heat too. So that's... And that goes nowhere in the end. So no. even if it's awkward, and even if you don't like what you're hearing, you need to listen. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. and you know, counter with counterculture, it's a, a lot like what you do, Paul. And we, I'm quite lucky because I get to sort of, I, I've got a bit more time and uh, to be able to sort of stretch things out a little bit more, stretch the chewing gum a wee bit more as it is. And you're right; it's about having these really interesting conversations. And actually just sort of stopping and listening. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, as you said, not, you know, looking like, but actually. Uh, and it's those conversations that are, they're, they're incredible. You know, like mm. I've just been so blessed to talk to so many different and interesting people. And we've both spoken to a number of the same people. And I tell you what, even if I've spoken to the same person multiple times, I always come away learning something new. You know, something that I didn't know before. Uh, so I just, yeah, so I'm very, very, very blessed in that respect. So I'm quite lucky. Um, I've just had Margaret Mutu on before we're talking, and uh, and that was really informative. And I had to think a bit about that, you know, and and thinking about because I don't know Margaret, and I I kind of have heard what people have said, and I've heard clips and seen clips of her talking, and it occurred to me that. Forget about gotcha. Forget about the gotcha. Forget about, well, you used to eat each other and we stopped you doing that. Forget about all of that. It's not going to get you anywhere, actually. Yep. Mm. Um, it's best to shut the beep up and and try and and hear where a person's coming from. Yeah, release that pressure. Because, but, you know, and it's also you, you can release that pressure as we had last week, right? And then you can make a couple of points, and it's amazing – how if you actually talk about the way you see things, how much of a surprise it can come, 
you know, I mean, I'm talking particularly about the Māori Pākehā thing now, because they operate on a whole series of straw man arguments often, as I've said before, especially, you know, and, and there's a whole lot of young people who have been told all of this stuff, and it really, mm. that's what troubles me. Been told, you know, Pākehā hate you, they want to see you fail, they took your land, that's why your life sucks, things like that. Though I did, yeah, they do have a point you see, because yes, when yeah. you're coupled to the land in the way you're kind of wired up and then you feel like you've been taken away from it, that's quite a profound thing when you think about it. As the you other say, thing you, is you've got to listen to it. And, and if you have perceived that, and Margaret, you know, recounted a few things, where her father and her uncle and relatives um, through a certain period of our history felt they were second class, they were never going to get the opportunities, even if they were smarter and better qualified, let's say, in jobs than, you know, Mr. Plain Pakia guy because mm. of that just assumption of superiority. And if that's hammered into you and is a, an experience that's widespread, I can see where resentment can come from. Yeah. So, something, something I often, often say, uh, Paul, is, you know, we fishtail down the generations, you know, overcorrection after overcorrection. Hmm. Just you know, go and and now we're at the hurt people, hurt people uh, phase almost. You know, and and so you know, that that's where I feel that in what we're doing, we've got to make that correction. That's not an overcorrection, and that's the listening. Well, you know, that, that, that that that's the that's the actually having these conversations with people that we actually have some sort of pre-existing relationship with. You know, and I mean, as, as I said on, on Counterculture, Marie, on, on Media Matters, you know, I spent a couple of days with Donna. Um, and so, you know, she and I both, you know, at least we know we don't hate each other. So yeah. we can sort of have that foundation of goodwill to have a chat on and and it can go some pretty hairy places and we can pull it back and go, oh, well, too much you. Hmm. But it's that listening thing. You've got mm-hmm. to understand, and that's both sides. Okay, that's both sides. Yeah, you've got to understand how, even if you think it's wrong, or they're wrong, or they're misguided, you got to understand how someone got to thinking that. Mm, because you know? without the listening, you can't then get to a place where you can have a nuance and a conversation, and you can't yeah. even get to the middle ground or the or the compromise. And there's, it's really interesting now uh, to see how, like, just from a cultural perspective, and I'm not necessarily talking about. Um, uh, racial culture, but also to broader culture, so political culture, ideological culture, is that we've got a lot of people, as and especially as we get older, who are starting to feel a bit cast adrift because things have accelerated. And this is one of the things across this year that um, I know I'm very keen to explore is how all of a sudden things have started, accelerated so quickly ideologically during COVID. It was given a very fertile ground to be able to do that. And that there are a number of people that have traditionally actually lived politically and ideologically on that, say, for argument's sake, the left or and or unconstrained side of the fence. And those people actually are starting to get a bit of courage and, uh, and sort of push out or reach out um, to sort of try and find where they fit now. And I think a great example of that is like listening to those grievances with Margaret, but also like Matt Robson. You know, I spoke to him last year. I understand 
you're talking yeah, to Paul. Yeah, I heard your chat with him and we had our one, yeah. Yeah, and he's. I think he's going to come on the political panel. He's somebody that I see very much akin to the likes of Chris Trotter, who are people that uh, you know, have always worked very, very much in one space from a political um, and legal framework. And all of a sudden, that framework, the Overton window, which is where the middle ground sits on a political spectrum, has shunted so far to the left that you've got these people who've sort of been left on an island, the political <laughs> the no man's dry, land. High yeah, dry. high and dry. Castaways. And, and they are castaways. And I think that there are a lot of... Uh, a lot of think really solid thinkers out there that are in that space, and they've got really interesting conversations to have. And those are the people I think; those are the people, those are the conversations, those are the listenings and learnings that we have that actually will actually help us patch a lot of stuff together. And so, I really am quite keen to explore some of those conversations this year. I think in your program, in the media matters part, you were talking about. Um... Chloe Swarbrick and um, Jack Tame. Now, I don't know Jack Tame. I don't know Chloe. The only thing I know about them is what I see, and that's occasional because I'm not that interested. But it seems to me that there's still that. I'm really annoyed by this gotcha thing, okay? Um, And it's easy meat. It's low-hanging fruit. I could sit there and bang away to someone like Chloe Swarbrick. Did you, when you said this phrase, did you know that you meant that, you know, Mm. Um, I think that just generates white noise yeah. and it puts us up cul-de-sacs where we can't actually, okay, let's just assume you said that. All right, you said that. But, you know, what does that tell me if you dance around the head of a pin trying to say that you said something but didn't quite mean this tiny bit of nuance? That you, I mean, it, um, I'm kind of over that. Mm. Yeah, we it spoke is- about that in Media Matters where they were talking about, you know, the, the gallery journalists and and how they've, they've you know, driven people and they've, they hate being scooped and all that bullshit that ultimately comes from ego. And, you know, the, I mean, there's no it's no coincidence that we're all a bit older and, you know, I'm, maybe I'm being presumptuous saying that, but I assume I'm right. We've all spent a bit of time in the fetal position on the ground thinking, yeah. oh, my God, you know, look, having a good look at ourselves. And once you've done that, it's real hard to sound that sure about things, you know, yeah. and and that's that's always been my um, uh, concern about young people who get into politics young, is that they you know just ape their mentors, and of course and they so will. It, yeah. it, it doesn't introduce new thinking. It just sort of calcifies the older way of thinking, mm. um, and so yeah, I mean I, I see that in all all of those young politicians. And one of the things, too, that was interesting with uh, that Chloe piece as, you know, listening to it again is that, you know, here she is, literally, she sounded like she'd ingested a thesaurus, like she was throwing all of this stuff out. And actually, at the end of the day, just say it plain. And um, Rodney, actually, when he spoke to Judge Harvey the other day, and I was listening to that last night, and there was this wonderful moment in there where he was talking about mis and disinformation and Judge Harvey just said, look, he said, in our day, they used to be called rumours and lies. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. And throw yeah. in there the inconvenient truth for malinformation and there's your trifecta. And that's just it. Sometimes, as you said to Paul, we need to listen and you just need to, to cut out 
all the the weasel words and actually just yeah. call it how it is. I mean, I always hate. Well, you know, I'm I'm aware that sometimes I can sound a bit cynical, but you know, one of the things that I often say is um, that women thought the CIA and the Rockefellers were doing them a big favor sponsoring feminism, right? But what they were sponsoring was uh, division and demoralization of their most likely opponents. And now those same psychopaths who print money are real keen on indigenous rights. And they're real keen on getting young young people taught that they've been wronged somehow. Division, demoralization of their most likely opponents. And we've got bigger fish to fry, as I said. You know, yeah. I, I want to see people marching about the number of kids who get neglected, abused, beaten to death, failed by the education system. That's really what we've got to be cross about. And you know, the debt as well. You know, so the debt. Yeah. Debt. It's a big deal. You can buy a lot of popularity with that $100 billion of extra debt. So, you know. Well, we chip away at things, don't we? So um, just um, a bit of directional talk for your program in 2024. Because last year it was kind of, well, it wasn't easy, but we knew there was an election coming and it was a focal point. And that's done now. We're beyond that. Everything seems a little more uh, well, a bit more out of focus compared to that this year yeah um so from a broader counterculture perspective is uh revisiting some of the people that i had from last year but some of the international context because a lot of those there's there's a lot of momentum now so there's two things um for me is that one is that half the population of the world are voting this year and I think that there's going to be a lot of cultural and societal shift depending on the outcomes of those elections. So I'll be certainly looking at those. And we've already started to see that in this own country, in our own country, and places like Argentina. And I think there is definitely a slight little shift, even if it's just a few degrees. Um, and Marty and I talked about this on Media Matters. We're just starting to see this sort of slight um, unspoken permission that you're allowed to talk about things that you couldn't talk about before. Yep. And because of that, those who have pretty much had one-way traffic, they've had things their own way, they've been able to bombast and bully and shout over people and destroy careers and do the most monstrous things, they they don't hold the power quite like they used to anymore. So for me, casting a spotlight into those sort of little dark shadows of where things are and looking at some of the things here in New Zealand and, and abroad will be uh, an opportunity to start getting some of those stories told. So one of the stories that I um, am quite keen to follow is the Gloria Vale story. So I had Liz Gregory on from the Gloria Vale. I heard, Vail I heard that. Yeah, and, and there's, uh, I know Cam's also following that as well. So there's actually a lot of stuff to unfold there. He's been talking to Brian Henry. So there's lots of stuff to, and, and that's one I'm going to be watching. There's barn door stuff there, isn't there? I was thinking as I was listening to that. A lot of barn door. You know, yeah. That, that organization probably should be uh, dismantled, examined, investigated, and, and you know, had the, have the cancer cut out of it. And you want to make sure that you don't make any laws or precedents that mean people can't think, well, I don't belong in this way of thinking I'm going to set up a community and the government has the right to just come in and shut you down. Yeah, that's so, the, oh, Totally, totally. The, the balancing. Yeah. Balancing yeah, act, yeah. Like, so, yeah. So, that, so that is one. Um, in terms of the gen, uh, the and, and the sort of these, well, these things all sort of tie together, but they, um, how 
essentially ideology is actually creeping into some of our um, appointed areas and non-voted areas. So the Midwifery Council uh, scope yeah, of practice. Oh, so I'm uh, talking to Sarah Henderson around that next week. And that is something that I'm following through because you, what's happening now is a lot of these ideologues, which are in the, this public sphere, know that their days are numbered. Oh, so, so they're going to so make are, their move. Exactly. Right? So there's a lot of pressure on them to get as much entrenched as they possibly can before they're out or on their asses. Right. Yep. So, uh, so putting a spotlight on that, the, or anything, all the gender critical stuff, that's really starting to hit a crescendo now. They are, we're at what I call the squawky stage with a lot of them. So we need yep. to keep um, the pressure there. <laughs> we'll be there for a while. Yeah. We could be there for a while. Yeah. And then also, um, the whole area around decriminalization prostitution that was 20 years last year. There is some really interesting stuff happening in that space. Mm. That is a dirty secret in this country between. Uh, the Wild West, which is the sex industry in New Zealand, along with um, the things they don't talk about, uh, gangs, no. trafficking, um, yeah. because it is a, it is basically a dirty little secret that no one wants yeah, to discuss. That, well, I, I actually was stuck in Wellington and I needed to get a job. And I thought, well, if I'm going to get a job, I might as well get one where I get some good stories. So I drove prostitutes around for a bit. And, yeah, they're miserable often. And, yeah. and you know, there, there is – and I said – you know, like act like I was at work in an office, right? I was very polite to them as I loaded them into my Ford Escort. You know, you've got condoms. Ford Escort. You've got a bit of lipstick on your teeth. Um, but, yeah, eventually they start talking and the, the stories are, are, you know, it's not great. And they know, you know, they meet some men who probably should, the police should talk to. Oh, they meet yeah. some ugly, ugly, ugliness yeah. of, of men. Well, that's the underbelly. It is yeah. the underbelly. And the whole sort of um, Julia Roberts, pretty woman fantasy, uh, I think that the prostitutes collective would like, that has sort of in a way sold New Zealand as part of their lobbying mm. in the last 20 years is essentially a crock of crap. And yeah. uh, there are a lot of people in that space doing a lot of work. So uh, I had, you just reminded me in Wellington about a year and a half ago, I had a woman come up to me in the street at about lunchtime offering services straight up. No, even does it to me. And I said, look, <laughs> darling, don't lower yourself. I mean, I'm thinking of my daughters. Yeah. Never forgotten that. Yeah. It's, I it, felt it, so, and she was so twisted up. She actually ended up swearing and abusing at me because, you know, uh, mm. I don't know what she was on. But it, it cut me to the core, actually. It's yeah. it's one of the it's one of those elements uh, in a culture that people are not wanting to talk about. And New Zealand again is internationally lauded, lauded has been so wonderful and progressive in this space, but we're not. In no, fact, we're the, the, sure we're, we're the complete opposite. So, so those are sort of some of the themes that wow. I've got. But then I'm also going to keep things lighter with with the wonderful the Nolan sisters. <laughs> the Nolan sisters, yeah. the wonderful Annie Hart, who's going to do lots of lifestyle, uh, just yeah. good practical lifestyle stuff. She, um, we've we've got some lots of different themes planned, and uh, and then I'm yeah, I'm just going to catch up with some of some of our counterculture favourites. We've got lots of irons and fires with some international guests as well that we've been chasing for a long time and a few forward bookings. Uh, so I'm busy reading books. And um, and, and then, of course, Marty and I, you know, have uh, started our media retox and, you know, we will look at what's important and what's happening just here in this country. You know, the, the, uh, the stories behind the headlines, uh, in our mainstream media and and in other places, you know the the holes that are missing mm. from some of those stories, and and just put our spin on it. Way to go! 
and we'll catch up on on our panel every now and then as well. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, well, thanks for popping in, guys. Appreciate that. You're welcome, Paul, anytime. My pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to RCR, Reality Check Radio. Do you like what you're listening to or dislike what you're listening to? Either way, we want to hear from you. Get in touch with us now. You can text us with your message to 2057. That's 2057. Or email us at inbox at realitycheck.radio. We'd love to hear from you, so connect with us today.